I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. What's up, Savage Boss Babes and dudes? It's Diana inside the Savage Studio. First of all, I want to say Happy New Year's. It is officially 2022. I hope that you and your family had a great holiday season and that uh, the new year is off to a great start. I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown the Savage Podcast in uh, listening to our episodes, sharing them, talking about them on social media. It's so it's so greatly appreciated, and I hope that you are prepared for what's coming in 2022 because I have a lot of uh, special guests that are going to be coming along. We're going to continue talking to different entrepreneurs, different business owners, because maybe you're in that season of your life that you're starting to think about taking that plunge, but there's something that's holding you back. Well, hopefully throughout these episodes and and uh, listening to my guests, you'll be able to let go of those fears and just go for it. Just leap. Just take the leap of faith. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Chef Ryan. I've been wanting to have you on the show for like ever. We, I mean, we, we hadn't had the, the chance or we had planned it. We just... You know, life, things happen. Happened. Exactly, <laughs> things happen, and and we hadn't been able to uh, to have you in here. But hey, what a, a better way to start off the new year than having you here and maybe even doing a little recap of what that first year was like. Yeah, definitely. I am so happy to be here. I've well, I mean, I see you on the regular. I call you my coffee, Sancha. So <laughs> it's only appropriate to make it official now. Hey, and I'm gonna. I'm thinking about putting that on some merch, on a sweatshirt or a, totally or, a sh- or a shirt or something like that. So stay tuned. Oh no, coffee <laughs> Sancha all the way. Hashtag it now. <laughs> um, well, I am in the same business, I guess you are. I, I've been trucking for this last year, and it's been pretty cool. Um, starting catering, doing a food truck, starting a family. I mean, 2021 was was happening. Yeah. It was, it was so tell me, how did you get, first of all, how did you get into <laughs> cooking? I mean, were, did you grow up cooking? Um, I mean, I grew up in a traditional like Hispanic household. You know, you only go out to eat on certain occasions yeah. and you eat in the house, rice, beans, some sort of meat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was pretty traditional. And it, I wanted to kind of add to the spice of life at home. And uh, I would always grill first because grilling's easy. Yeah. And, you know, you can do chicken, burgers, whatever. And then after that, just kind of like branched out from there. I started cooking in a restaurant at 14. So I worked at the Hilton in the kitchen, peeling carrots, cutting onions. Like, hey, start from the bottom. Nothing glamorous by any stretch of the imagination because they didn't trust me with anything else, which I mean, I don't blame them. I was only 14. <laughs> like, you know. I did you self teach yourself? I mean, what you knew at that time, did you self teach yourself? Did oh, you self, were yeah. you self taught? Or uh, was there somebody in your family that was, that you were getting your your tips and secrets from? I guess a little bit of both. I mean, I always watched my Nana, who was my grandma, uh, cook and do all her things. But I mean, her instruction was like, don't do it that way. You're doing it wrong. But never really telling you how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just how they are, uh-huh. which I love it for. Because and then I, they don't have any measurements for anything, right? They well, just no. kind of <laughs> just guess at everything. Which is funny because I mean, I'm that way now too, <laughs> like, which is awful. So <laughs> pot meat kettle right here. Uh, same way with all my guys. Like anytime I teach someone how to cook, like, oh, you put a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They just kind of look at me like, uh... really? Like, yep. <laughs> do it. You'll be fine. And if you mess it up, we can always fix it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of just watched them and then getting into the hotel life. I mean, you just got a bunch of dudes around you, like yelling at you, bossing you around. I'm like, all right, if I'm not as assertive as they are, I'm not going to get anywhere. So just kind of took their lead and 
did my thing. So yeah, that's that. That was the whole start, and then hopped around with the caterer, and then for two years I worked with that caterer, and then moved out to Texas from California because I'm originally from California. No way! Yeah. How cool! What part of Cali? Palm Springs. Nice. What part? You, what part you in Texas? Oh, I grew up a Texas hybrid. Like oh, my, okay. my whole family's here. Oh, Houston, okay, okay. The Valley, like Dallas, everywhere. We're we're, we're sprinkled everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it was inevitable to come out here. Was it a? Yeah, it's expensive out in California too. Like, yeah. Nuh-uh. Was it difficult though to adapt? <laughs> um, yes. To Texas? Yes and no. Like I was ready to leave California because I don't know. I was ready for a new vibe, new scene, and all that. So I was eighteen and like ready to rule the world. Yeah. Little did I know, you know, it's rough out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's real rough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, I went to culinary school out here. Wow. Went, here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, out in Austin, I went to La Cordon Bleu. So from there. Okay, so all that the the hotels and the catering and stuff like that that happened in Cali. Yeah, I was all, I was in, I was in high school. Okay. So in high school, still did that. Um, raised my grandparents, had some my, my, my siblings there too. Was in marching band, like I did the whole band thing in school. Really? Oh yeah, I was busy. Like to say the least, I was busy. Got to uh-huh. travel a lot, like New Zealand, China, Australia. Like, are you the oldest? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you take care of your siblings. Oh, yeah, I'm the parental bear, like, trying to get everyone to order, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Like, Do you think that kind of inclined you towards cooking because that was maybe something that you needed to do to provide for your siblings? Um, totally. To, to be able to, you know, ha- and, and help your, your grandparents. Yeah, because um, in high school, my grandmother was diagnosed with colon cancer. So that took a lot. Yeah. So I was kind of taking them to school, picking them up, doing lunches, making sure they had dinner. Like You grew up fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was basically high school in a nutshell, trying to take care of everybody while still being able to do all the cool things that, you know, you should be doing in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I think it was a good preparation for my life currently, because I mean, it's no different now. It still is crazy. Just insert different pieces. Yeah. Were you still able to uh, I mean, have fun, enjoy yourself, even though you had that huge responsibility of taking care of your grandparents, your siblings, and um, do you yeah. feel like you missed out on anything? Oh, probably. I mean, I was wild in my 20s, so I probably had a lot to you do. You made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely made up, with, made up for my, my mid-20s. I figured out a few things that I probably should have figured out in my early teens, but you know, we're all right. Here we yeah. are, and we're semi-successful now. It's part of the process. <laughs> How yeah. cool. Okay, so how do we get to catering school then? Uh, for culinary school, I went to... Culinary sh- school, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, I got some, some scholarships in high school. So okay. Because of semi-hardships, I mean, I got to get some really cool scholarships out yeah, of it yeah. too. Um, so and you knew that cooking was the route that you wanted to take? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, from 14 to 18, my whole duration of high school, I was cooking. And I really, I like the service side of food. Like, yes, I like creating good things to eat. And mm-hmm. Like, all that, but I like, I like taking care of people. I like serving people. I like making sure that, you know, you're X amount of time that you're with me, like, you're good. Yeah. So. I'm, and cooking gives you that, oh, provides that avenue for you. Totally. Like, panza llena, corazón contenta. Like, uh-huh. come on. Like, <laughs> I came from somewhere, and I mean, that's pretty much how I live my life for the most part. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think that uh, uh, being able to attend culinary school definitely helped you? Oh, I think so. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with culinary school. Why is that? I'm 32 years old and, you know, just finished paying my loans off not that long ago. Like, 
That's a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> student loans. It's a lot of money, and sometimes they just kind of push you through the program and not actually teach you enough of the foundation. Where it's that's your responsibility to go find someone that you truly respect uh-huh. and like you love their food. Go work for them. Like if you like their food and you like their process and all that, then figure out why. And I feel like the why is always more important. So okay. That's why I would say go find your fair place, pick their brain, whatever they're willing to teach you, soak it up. Because I think you'll learn more that way. So if there's someone that's listening to us right now that says, you know, I really like to cook, I, I, that's, that's what I want to do, do you, would you recommend going to culinary school? Or would you, would you have done something differently? Could uh-huh. you go back and do something differently? I think I, it was probably good for me to do it the way I did, well, the way I did it mm-hmm. then, because I mean, now this is, it's a few years ago now, so I, went, I, I attended culinary school 14 years ago, almost 15 years ago now, so it's a little bit different of a world. And it's probably more expensive, right? Oh, everything's more everything expensive. Because everything is more expensive. expensive. <laughs> um, I'm happy with the way, looking at it back now, I'm happy how I did it. Um, I worked at a really cool catering company at the same time I went to culinary school. Okay, so you were getting um, like oh, double, right? Double dose. Totally. School and the actual hands-on experience. Oh, yeah. I learned more with them than, I mean, I think they realized like we cooked everything, like every cuisine, every style, every whatever, like 100 people, 200 people, 2,000 people, like we did it all when I was there and they still do it now. So like I really can test a lot of my like hard work and the, my methods more to them than anything else, like they helped me figure it out. Like I worked from there, I'm 18 to 23, and then again in my mid-20s, like 27. So they're really cool people. Still have a great relationship with them now. So you get through culinary school, and then what happens? I just keep on cooking for the most part. Like still worked with Crave um, straight out of culinary school, and then <clears throat> moved to San Antonio, be with family. Um, Grandma was finally in remission, so they moved from California to Texas. I want to spend more time with them, just be close and, you know, have that bond like we did back there. Yeah. So, and I'm, I miss my family <laughs> during the time that they were gone, or during the time that I was gone from them. So they came over here before you did, your um, family? No, uh, I had an uncle that lived here. Oh, okay. So he was my, like, my gateway to Texas. Gotcha. So I lived with him, went to school. And then moved, lived in Austin for a good, good portion of time. And then came back, to, came back to San Antonio. Nice. So then I started working at Picnic Inns after that, which is a um, cafe catering here in San Antonio. How long were you there for? Um, started with them in January of 2013. 2012, 20, 2013. Yeah. <laughs> and how was your experience there? Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was my first restaurant experience for the most part because mm-hmm. um, I'd done catering only. And catering world is very different than restaurant world. It's a different... How so? Oh, totally different hustle. Um, catering is planned chaos. Okay. Restaurant just chaos. Okay. So <laughs> still get, that's, that's still the common factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just different levels or what? Different levels, different amount of people. The turnover rate is just much different. I mean, you need so many different people for so many different things. Whereas catering, because it's so planned, I mean, you can do things a little differently. But with the restaurant world, it's like you need 15 people, 20 people to make your operations go by every day. And that's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it, in retrospect, not really. But nowadays, especially with staffing shortage and all that. Yeah. It's a big hustle and bustle. 
And having, so having that experience uh, of doing catering and doing restaurant, did that help you uh, develop your plan as to what you wanted for yourself? Oh, totally. I mean, I love the planned chaos of catering, but I like the everyday regular feel of the restaurants. Because um, I like seeing, you know, my, my little grandma and grandpas and my new parents and, you know, the kids that come by, you know, you get to kind of see them progress and grow up and kind of get to be a part of their everyday lives too. So I love that part of the restaurant. So that's why I went into the whole truck part of it all, because then you get to kind of have your regular feel of your customers, but then you get to have that control. They're like, we can't, we got to pack, we got to do this, we have to do this. So you get the best of both worlds, I think, in this aspect. Okay. So take me to that moment where you start, or, or the wheels start turning inside your head of, of okay, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to develop my own business. I'm going to do my own business. Where were you in, in, in that situation? Uh, family wise, uh, I don't know, financially wise, <laughs> you know, I want to know because there's, there's probably a lot of people that are, are listening to us who say, oh, I don't have the money to start a business or, oh, I didn't go to school. I can't start a business yet. Or I don't have a degree or stuff like that, you know? So I want to know what your situation was like. When you when when that idea started rolling in in your mind, I think it's always been in my mind. It was when I finally had that moment of like, all right, I'm gonna quit my job. That was a scary moment because I mean, COVID itself. I was fortunate enough to always have a job. Okay, I never got laid off. I never like nothing ever happened. And were you doing good for yourself? I mean, was it was it uh, the situation comfortable enough that you were like? that's why it was so scary that exactly because I mean right before COVID started like I was itching already like to give notice of like all right I'm gonna quit this guaranteed money guaranteed benefits guaranteed everything to go on this like what if and that right there is terrifying yeah so I mean this was January February like started getting that like oh my god if I don't do something I'm gonna like explode and then COVID hit. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to just cool my jets and, you know. <laughs> Wait it out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. The world's a little scary. I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, be, be smart about this. Yeah. And I really cared about the restaurant that I, that I was at. I mean, they've taught me so much as well. Just as equal as craved it. I mean, I got to learn how to run a restaurant with them. Like I went from just being catering prep person to chef GM of a restaurant. So, I mean, I really got to learn the ins and outs of how to do wine, how to do, you know, food, how to balance everything, how to do the books, like how to learn all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's business school right there. I mean, that's a whole other, you know, chunk of a degree that I got to learn on the job. So for yeah. that, I'm very fortunate. So when COVID hit, it's kind of all buckled down together and got through the restaurant through it and figure out different processes for everything. And then... Once so I'm- COVID hit... About March of 2020. Yeah. So how long, how long did you wait it out? About a year after that. Really? Yeah. My last day was February 19th, 2021. So yeah. Almost a year after that. And at that moment, were you still scared? scared, Panicked? Oh, totally. Like (laughs) my wife's in real estate. So I mean, that's a whole other, you know, roller coaster of a business too. So here we are like flying by the seat of our pants and like really not knowing our plan, like knowing where we want to end up. But the what were your, what were your biggest fears? Oh, not paying my mortgage. Why is that everybody's fear? <laughs> like, and I ask because 
that when my husband left his work, that was that was our fear. Oh, what mortgage. if we can't pay? What if we can't make the house payment? It's like what I, if we lose the house? I mean, honestly, and our minds were like, I could give two shits about all the other bills in our world. Uh huh. But I gotta pay my mortgage. Yes. <laughs> if not, this business is not gonna happen. Because <laughs> I mean, my wife' office is out of the house too. It's like we can't. Oh no. Yeah. There was just there's just too many like nightmares in that sentence alone of like not paying mortgage. So, it yeah. is. It's, it's a huge fear. So we share, yes. you know, and I'm sure that there's other people that are listening that are probably in the same boat. So knock on wood, <laughs> we've been able to pay our mortgage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, was there anything else that worried you? Um, uh, getting hurt, getting sick, you know, like those kind of things, like not having insurance, like right off the bat was scary. Cause I mean, working on a food truck, working with food, sharp things, fire, you know, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, no. Did you ever have that sense of uh, questioning yourself? Oh, totally. Especially in the beginning. I mean, there was a lot of problems that I had with the truck, with people that I was working with, with you name it, you know, there was a hiccup somewhere. Even, you know, my own personal mental space and capacity and confidence, like you hit one hiccup, it's like, all right, cool. You hit like two or three in a row. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. what did I get myself into? Like, you know, that kind of feeling all the time. Then you kind of figure it out and it starts to get a little easier and bumps, less bumps start happening. So like, that's where we are right now. Less bumps and Take me to right before you, you launch uh, both the catering and the, the food truck. What, what would you question uh, about yourself? And, and why do you think you would question yourself? Um, I would say, I mean, you, you probably feel this. I mean, the food truck is a, definitely an aggressive world where if you're not the first on it, if you don't sound confident enough, if you don't have any of that, then you're just going to get stepped over. I feel like, and I, for me, that was the hardest part. Like, yeah, I knew I could cook and I knew I could, you know, do these things, but now you're in a whole other market of not really knowing who's who and the ins and outs and the politics of everything. So I think that part was a little scary for me because like I can be me all day, but not everyone's going to like me. Yeah. So I think that's where my whole thing was. And then being okay if someone doesn't like you. So now, I mean, if someone doesn't like my food, then I can, you know, talk to them or whatever. And if they still don't like it, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> then I don't, I don't think I'm for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't take it personal anymore. Uh, not as, not as much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like. We've had some really highs this past week. I mean, we were in the Express News and we got, you know, really good remarks on all of our food. Um, so, I mean, I've been blessed in that aspect. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think I know I do put out a good product. And, I mean, at the end of the day, not everyone can't like everybody. And I can't please everybody that comes that comes in either. Yeah. So, take me through the that first year. Or it, no, right. it'll be almost a year, right? Yeah, almost a year. We're, we're creeping up on the year. We're eight months in right now. Okay. So what have what uh what have those eight months been like? Um, I would say every emotion of the spectrum, <laughs> every single one. Really? Oh, totally. Um, in the beginning, you know, you're hopeful and you're motivated and all the things, and then you hit a little bit of a rough patch where it's like, can I do this? And then you figure it out, I can do it, and then you kind of go through a little bit of of business of your ebb and flow like especially in the beginning when I'm trying to figure out like is my menu good enough or is this good enough or 
you know, am I going to please every single person that comes into the truck? It's like the tuning and tweaking process, right? In yeah, the beginning of totally. trying and to get everything to up to par. Yeah. Do we have propane for today? Like, are we stocked on water? Like, you know, those kind of things that would just kind of slip my mind sometimes. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, what were some of the, the, the first hiccups that you had that you can remember that if anyone wants to buy a food truck, make sure your fire suppression system is a okay. <laughs> Tip number one. Tip number one. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else tells you. Make sure you have proof of it. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, one of my first services, I think like my third service, my fire suppression blew. Ruined all my product. Wow. Like messed me and my guys up a little bit. Messed up the truck a little bit. Like, And this was on, uh, like when you very, when oh. you first opened, right? First opened. You like, were working. Third service, like about to open the window to, to start selling food. Uh-huh. And we were supposed to have a busy night, so I already have stuff like in a hot well, like to where I was ready to go to serve. And okay. I don't do that normally. And I did that that day for whatever reason. I think now it uh, firms my belief of do not do that because anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I lost all the product. The truck was a little funky for a minute. We, we had a rainstorm that night where we couldn't really clean out the truck because we were caught in the rain, out in the dark. Oh yeah, it was... Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, it was a, sh- it was a shit show to, to say the least. And we were out of commission for like two weeks after that. Take me <laughs> take me to what you were thinking, how you were feeling in those, after that, that incident. Oh, it was awful. Like I've heard a fire suppression system blow once. And when I heard it, I knew exactly what it was. And it was like, my heart sunk. Dollar signs started going in my head. Aww. Like I was just, I was, I wanted to cry. I wanted to throw something. But like, you don't even really know what to do, right? No. You, you just, I mean, you just like, it's like everything at the same time. Everything hit, but my first reaction was, I mean, I got to get my guys out of the truck because they were still in the truck trying to save things. And I was like, I can give two shits about it. Like, I need you out. Because, I mean, that can cause lung damage. And yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Mess you up for a little bit. But, yeah, screw the food. I'd rather make sure that they're fine. So, yeah, that was my first, like, uh-oh. And I think uh, I had that one, and then my vent hood actually fell over. And detached. So that was a rough one. We had to, we had to reattach that. Thank, thank God I have Dylan. Dylan is like... Drive, like, like driving the trailer? It oh, yeah. It, cool. it wasn't attached very well, and it hit a bump, and it kind Just of hit it. Finished it. Oh, yeah. So it fell over. We had to reattach it. And I say we, Dylan. Dylan and my friend Arthur. I mean, they, <laughs> they saved me so many dollars, so many dollars by fixing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my tribe, I mean, my people, they, they definitely get me by. Like I, they have helped me in so many different situations and pickles and all that. How did you, uh, surround yourself with this tribe? How do you, how I do you know? I don't know exactly. I asked no? myself, I really don't know. They, they were, <laughs> were they God sent or <laughs> you just kind of picked them up as they came or? I have, we've collected an eclectic, we've collected an eclectic group of people. And for whatever reason they want to help us with our crazy dreams, I love them. Like they're really cool. Like, I would say we have about 10 to 12 people that help both of our businesses at any given moment, whether it's taking stuff from point A to point B or setting up open houses for Paige or helping me set up my truck or help me get product because I can't be in three different places at one time. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's it's crazy because sometimes the help and support comes from places so unexpected. Oh, yeah. And they just work for food, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> you're like and there's plenty of that so yeah at any given moment like <laughs> now they're they're just really cool i ask my wife Paige about that all the time like 
we got really lucky. Like we've had some rough patches of just, you know, life in general. And, yeah. You know, mistakes that you make and all that. But I don't know. Has there been moments where you uh, sit down and think, what did I get myself into? Oh, all the time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like every other day? Pretty much. <laughs> Around 10, 11 o'clock and the house is quiet. Uh-huh. You know, everyone stopped asking questions and all those things. It's like, how was your day? Because <laughs> even though we, we spend some days, most of the day together, I mean, we still spend very separate lot. We, we still live very separate lives. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool to catch up at the end of the day sometimes. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, it's really cool being your own boss. Oh, yeah. But you, I don't even want to listen to myself half the time, more or less somebody else. Like, <laughs> I, I'm probably the worst manager for myself sometimes. <laughs> Was this what you expected? Being your own boss? Was this what, it, what you expected? Um, yes and no. I mean, some days you think you're more, you're going to be more motivated than other days. And then... There are days you wake up and you just want to crawl back in bed. Yeah. And that feeling is hard to overcome sometimes, I think. And how have you, what has helped you get over those humps that all of us run into? Well, I mean, I'm regardless a, of what you do, I, I think that all business owners run into those humps where you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. sucks. This kind was of. more than what I thought it was going to be. It's like, I don't, how, what, what has helped you get over that? Um, just the, our, our family. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you got to provide. That's, that's my number one goal every day is providing for my family. If I don't get my sorry butt out of bed, then my family's not going to be fed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for us being new parents this last year has been probably like the biggest motivator, like trying to put the best version of myself out, trying to be a role model in any given moment. Like I didn't get the like um, training wheels up to this part. I just got thrown into it. <laughs> So, I mean, saying things I normally would say and, you know, and addressing issues that I normally would address a certain way probably isn't the best way anymore. You know, it's making me, like, be better. So I guess that's my biggest m- motivator in getting out of bed of just being the best version of myself, which is probably the hardest thing I've, I've done so far, even harder than anything else. <laughs> and you just mentioned uh, uh, becoming parents. Yep. How has that changed the dynamic? It's fun. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, our family dynamic is cool. I mean, Dylan, my, my sous chef, he also lives with us. So he's 18. And then Jaden um, is 14. So Teenagers. Well, yeah. So, I mean, some days it's cool. Some days, you know, fart jokes are <laughs> the highlight of everyone's day. So, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Or I think it's barking spiders. Is, oh, really? Is, is what we're calling it now. Gotcha. <laughs> barking spiders. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> so I mean, overall, I mean, it's that kind of dynamic. But um, Dylan, for being eighteen, I mean, he has worked harder and better than some grown men that I've worked with, and grown women that I've worked with. Like, it's awesome. Like his drive and and want to work is very different than most eighteen year olds. I think that. I, I know these days. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever imagine your... Uh, My uh, life being this way? Yeah. I don't know. If you, New Year's last year, if you would have told me this was going to be my life New Year's this year, uh-huh. I would have looked at you and laughed. I'd have like, no. Who's going to let me be a parent? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like a 12-year-old boy sometimes. So, I mean, you know, you got to battle that. But yeah. Overall, I mean, that's been pretty cool. Like, 
just been kind of rolling with the punches. I mean, emotions are high, hormones are high. So, I mean, learning how to bob and weave those things yeah. is, has been pretty fun, I guess. Has it been? I sprouted a few, few more gray hairs over here. <laughs> <laughs> has it been hard for, for, for you guys to adapt to um, them and for them to adapt? I mean, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, growing pains. Everyone just got their own rooms this last week. Um, Dylan and Jaden were sharing rooms. So now each person has their own space, customized to needs, preferences, wants, desires. It's pretty quiet right now. Yeah. And they actually kind of like like hanging out together now. And bo- do both of them work with you? Yeah. So Jaden works with us on the weekends. So he's my cashier. And he'll hop in the truck too. He likes making food. So I don't know. He says he wants to be a football star. So when he hears this, he's probably going to you know get red and you know, why are you talking about me? <laughs> But I don't know. He may have a backup on this whole cooking thing. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does really well. I mean, they, they both do. It's kind of, it's, on some days, it's just, it flies by. We have fun. Makes money at the end yeah. of the day. Like, Is there days where you want to throw them out the truck? Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's days that they want to throw me out the truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> easily. But you're like, you can't because I'm the boss. <laughs> Pretty much, or that's how that's when we all end up separating. Like they end up yeah. in the truck, and I end up out front, or I'm in the truck, and then Jaden's out front, or some sort of combination of breaking us up a little bit. Yeah, but because there's a lot of people who might think, "Oh, th- you work with your family? That's so cool! How cool!" And it's like, yeah, some days it's cool, but other days it's not cool. Oh yeah, you should, I mean you should ask my wife that when we're all in the you know working in the kitchen on on a project, and she's at the dining room table trying to you know have a phone call. And- yeah. We're over there, like, making noise and whatever. And she just looks at us, raises an eyebrow, and I'm like, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we, we pissed her off. <laughs> what do you think are the biggest lessons that you came out of 2021 20, saying, okay, I can take this and move forward with it, and it's, it's going to be done differently? What, what have been the biggest lessons that you've learned? Um, I think the biggest lessons I've learned is probably just – doing it like yeah make a plan you know don't go into it blind but just do it because I think people get too so caught up in the details and so caught up in planning something that they don't end up actually doing it so I think that's my biggest thing right now is don't don't be a chicken shit just hop in get your get your dreams done like because I mean dreams are meant to be caught I feel like that's why they have dream catchers you know what I mean accomplish them and then keep going like there's always something new you can always learn something you can always do something a little bit different or a little bit better so I think that's been my biggest thing like keep on doing it don't be complacent and you can make your make yourself better without changing your cores and changing your foundations is there something specific that you think that you're going to uh do differently um, that, that maybe last year you said, you know, I did this, but it's, it's not working out for me. I need to change it, change it up. Is there something specific? Um, probably time management, time management. <laughs> I would say so. I, I mean, think a lot of us can identify with that. Yeah. Well, I, part of my problem is I put too many things on my plate. Okay. So maybe taking one thing off your plate, I think same rule goes in fashion, mm-hmm. you know, take one thing off before you leave the house or something along those lines so I can spend more time on what's in front of me rather than splitting myself up in so many different pieces. 
Is that something that you're prone to doing? Oh, every trying day to of my life. Are you a people pleaser? Like you, you want to please everybody and. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a I'm a cancer is my sign, Aww. so I'm a Krabby Patty that likes to you know <laughs> live, live in my emotions and make sure everyone's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, honestly, I think that's my biggest thing. If I need to make sure I'm happy with everything, in order for everyone else to be happy with everything, I mean, it always starts at home. You always got to take care of you before you can do anything else. So yeah. I think that's my main focus for 2022. Like make sure everything I have on my plate is being paid attention to and it's managed well, and then be able to add something else in. For those who uh, are listening right now and, and new year, new goals, new, you know, all that hype that the new year gets, uh, and, and maybe have those wheels turning in their head and, and thinking about starting something, um, and not even in the, in, in the food industry, but just a business Oh, totally. Uh, like, you can always learn something. I don't care who you are, where you are, any of that. I got a really cool opportunity this last year to go to New York and learn and be more about myself. And I would definitely advise anyone else to do it. Like, figure out what you don't know and go find someone who knows and absorb as much as you can. Because that's the only way you're going to get better. How did you get over the fear of, should I, should I not? Um, I have a really cool sports system. Like my wife is, she's really cool. I like her. I keep her. I love her. <laughs> All the things. She's, she's just one of those cheerleaders. Oh yeah. She's stuck with me whether she likes it or not at this point. Um, and she's always been, you know, what makes you happy? That's been her main question. Almost a decade we've been together. Like what's going to make you happy? And I think that's where I've gotten to where I am now. Cause she always asks, she keeps asking the question. Yeah. So as long as she kept asking, asking the question, I still got to think about it, then obviously I'm not happy. Now she asked me, I'm like, I just need some sleep now. We good. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely the support system. Oh, totally. I mean, if you're going to jump into anything, if you're going to change anything about your life, business, just the way you live your life, you got to have a support system, whether it be one or five or whatever. Like, got to have someone in your corner telling you that you can because that little voice in your head is going to tell you that you can't every day. So you got to have that little balance of someone else fighting it just as much as you are. Start believing in yourself. Oh, totally. Like, totally. And I've, I think I just started learning that th- this past year. Like, actually believing in myself and having the confidence to... Feeling like you deserve? Oh, totally. I mean, I grew up a little Catholic. So it's always that, like, semi-guilt if you didn't do something. And you always have that little bit. So I've kind of learned how to shake that and... You know, just be happy and content with my progress. And I know I'm working hard and I know I'm doing enough. So I should be proud of all the things that I'm doing, not nitpicking all the things that I didn't do. Because, you know, you're only one person. You're not, you know, four people trying to accomplish something overnight. Like, you got to give everything the time and attention it needs to see it actually grow into fruition. And it's, it's nice that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people have that issue of not being able to forgive themselves for mistakes or errors in the past and, and that's, that's a, something that can overcome any, any aspiration, any dream, any goal that you have. If you are still clinging to your past mistakes or your past errors, it's really hard to feel like you deserve anything good. Oh, totally. Because I mean, the person that you're going to meet an individual tomorrow and they don't know anything about you. They don't know all the things you messed up. They don't know anything about you. Your job now from when you meet this new person is to give the best version of yourself to this person, whether it be your business or a friendship or 
mentorship or a being you're a vendor or whoever it is like it's the only thing you got to do you just got to keep on going don't worry about yesterday don't worry about yesterday i like that <laughs> <laughs> what are your aspirations for 2022 oh i guess to be a better grown-up if that makes sense <laughs> okay <laughs> um keep on doing what i'm doing but still just pay attention to the little things and appreciate the little things that I am kind of getting through where, whether it's, you know, getting up at 6am is a lot easier now, or, you know, doing this project on the truck is becoming easier or all that. Just being more appreciative of like that kind of stuff. Like every day is a gift rather don't look at the, and rather than looking at like, I had to do this today. I had to do this today. I had to do this today. Like, all right, I got to do all these things today. Now we got to do them tomorrow so we can, you know, get our business rolling on the next. I love that. It's kind of like changing your mentality yeah. of, you know, of how you think of things. That's that's my main thing. Of, yeah, I have 12 million things to do today, but I'm really grateful I got 12 million things to do today because I got to do them again tomorrow. And that means my business will grow and progress and, yeah. and all that. That's good. So for... 2022 are you going to continue with both enzos and satisfied oh i want to grow exponentially if i can this year really i do i want to get a commercial space this year okay god willing fingers crossed all things i want to have a commercial space with either you know five or six tables to have a little cafe but definitely a commissary kitchen to be able to do all the things that i want to do that's a huge... Like, we'll do weddings, do parties, do pop-ups, do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do it all. What was it uh, that that made you feel inside, like, I'm ready to take that step? Because uh, that's really nerve-wracking, too. Yeah. That's a whole different monster. Well, it's because I have... Technically, right now, I have to turn down events, and I don't want to do that. I want to be able to run the truck. I want to be able to do a catering event. And run, you know, have whatever cafe service all in the same day. So if I could do that, that'd be great. I just don't have the manpower. So I want to be able to hire people would be first, I guess. And then I want to have a commercial space. Not, you know, huge by any stretch of imagination, but comfortable enough to make all of our production easier. Yeah, to get it done. Yeah, to get it done. And then, you know, here in a couple of years, we see where we're at and, you know, do it all over again. Yeah. yeah. If you could go back uh to to that day when the wheels were turning and you were getting ready to take that leap of faith and you could tell yourself something what would you say to yourself it gets easier and i know that's very cliche but it does it gets easier like getting ready for events and doing all these things. I mean, I didn't know how to run a trailer. I know a lot of mechanics before I bought a big 20 foot by 10 foot trailer. Uh, so, I mean, I learned a lot about that now hooking up a trailer and, you know, getting up and go is like a five minute process now. Yeah. Not, you know, 15 minutes of like, you know, playing Tetris of trying to get the ball under the hitch. Now we're good. We can do that in like two seconds now. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. If any entrepreneur, business owner, starter of any new project, gets easier it gets better it's gonna get worse first and then it'll be really enjoyable after that i like that it gets easier yeah i mean it's plain and simple and it's straight to the point yeah there's a song that i was jamming to on the way over here actually uh dirty heads vacation Uh uh-huh 
It's my jam. It's in my whole like business owner like anthem for yeah, the most yeah. part. You should listen to it. It's a little cheesy, but it's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been my my little anthem. Like my whole time of starting a business. Like, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I'm on va- it, the, the main line is I'm on vacation because I love my occupation. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty much what we're doing right now. How cool. Yeah. And d- does it feel like uh, it, it, that that uh, saying that we hear sometimes if it shouldn't feel like a job, if you're doing, no, if you're doing what you love, it shouldn't feel like a job or something like that. Can you say that that applies to you right now? Uh, I would say so. I mean, yes and no. Other days are a little rougher than, than others. But overall, like, I'm really happy with our progression. Like, we're only eight months into this, and I feel like I've been given so much opportunity on so many different levels. That I don't get to share very much right now, but like come. But April, stay tuned. But stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but come April, I mean, it's going to be a different world. It's going to be a very different world, and I'm really excited for that part. That's cool. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do an update in April. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I am so happy that you finally were able to come in and share your story, part of your story, because this we'll, we'll have to do a second part yeah. to be able to talk about the rest of the stuff that you're not able to talk to, about right now. I know this adventure has been crazy. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you were able to come and share with us. Uh, I hope that you that uh, that is listening get something out of this because you have a whole year to take advantage of you have that idea that's been planted in your in your mind in your heart and maybe you're there's something there's something that's holding you back but um hopefully you know this episode and and the ones that are to come give you that that little push that you need to just go for it because that's what we said in the beginning right just go for it go for it get out there and play i mean find your kid spirit of when you get really excited about something and go do it yeah. Do do with all your heart. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having we'll me. We'll have to schedule the second the second part to this. Yes. And uh, what are your social media handles so people can follow both your your uh, businesses? We are satisfied.sa on Instagram and Enzo's Culinary Events, both on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a website, enzoce.com. That's a wrap for us. Uh, Stay tuned because we will have another episode coming very soon. Until then, stay savage.